850 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. We are the messenger of good news. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan, and it's time now for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Hi, Matt. Hi, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. You're more than welcome. I enjoy having you on each and every Friday afternoon. Now, for this moment in Scripture, we are re- reading through the Bible and discussing uh, certain things throughout the next, uh, well, for about a year and a half now to go. It's about two years is what you've been saying. We should get yep. through the whole Bible, right? And, uh, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, and we read Job 15 to 31 this past week. What chapter would you like to highlight? Yeah, I think eventually when we start, we want to highlight chapter 19. That'll be our focus today. Uh, but again, just to kind of set the scene, last week we mentioned just briefly uh, what the book of Job was about. We talked about how this is an instance where God allows suffering to take place, uh, where God allows Satan to cause <laughs> loss in Job's mm-hmm. life as he loses almost all his possessions, his own children. Uh, he also loses his own health as well. He's and, inflicted with sores, are told, from the head to the, the bottom of his feet. So uh, from head to toe. Yeah. Uh, so he is in in pain. Yeah. Uh, he's you, suffering. You, it amazes me that you said 19, because I was just looking at chapter 19 while I was waiting for uh, you to connect here with me. And that's what's opened up here on my Bible. I use the uh, Bible gateway on the computer here. And... Uh, I so happen to have that open, and uh, it starts out with, uh, How long will you torment me and crush me with words? Ten times now you will have reproached me shamelessly. You attack me. If it's true that I have gone astray, my errors remain, my concern alone. If indeed you would exalt yourself above me and use my humiliation against me, then know that God has wronged me and drawn his net around me that's the uh first six verses there in 19 that sounds pretty dismal doesn't it yeah. <laughs> and it just so, keeps going <laughs> i know i know I, it doesn't get much better until later later in the chapter finally does but yeah so job is addressing i'm glad you brought that up gary because job is talking to those uh friends those so-called friends that come to visit him mm-hmm. and after they, they come to visit him uh, they just give him bad advice. Right. And, and Job alludes to it right there in those words you just read, that basically their advice, kind of to boil it down, is, Job, you're suffering because you did something wrong. Really search, think about it. What did you do that's wrong? Because certainly you did something wrong that causes you to deserve this suffering and this pain. And don't they tell him to give up, too? Yeah, you know, especially his wife. You yeah. know, if you just curse God and die, die. Job. Yeah, just give I mean, up and die, yeah, basically. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Job is not, not a very nice person, yeah. and it's terrible advice. Yeah. <laughs> so in all this, though, Job doesn't curse God. Instead, he uh, he questions God. Okay, no doubt about that. He's, he endures, and that's good, uh, but uh, he doesn't curse God. So basically, his friend's saying again, you're doing something wrong, Job. You know, search yourself. And, and two things are wrong with that. One, this idea that we know what you're going through, Job, and, and they really have no idea what he's going through. <laughs> they are not in the same boat that Job is in. They don't know his suffering. And I think we need to be careful of that when we try to give comfort to someone who's mourning or someone who's hospitalized. Sometimes we try to, with good intention, say, well, yeah, I know what you're going through. And we really don't. Right. We really don't. 
and, and maybe we have loss in our life too, and maybe we know what it's like for a loved one to die. But it's but not even the same. Still, it's, it's not exactly the same. Yeah, each grief loss is unique. Yeah, grief and pain, like you just said, is a very unique with each individual and the circumstances within the relationship of the person that passed on. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, so one, they're making a mistake by saying, "Hey, we know what you're going through." But then, two, um, their their advice that well, Joby did something wrong. I mean, that's just a, a word of law. And, and there's not much comfort in that word of law that, Job, you did something wrong. You better make up for it and get back on the right track. And then God will be happy with you again. As if, you know, God showers blessings upon people who do good and he curses people who do bad. It's not that simple. And that's what Job's friends are trying to, to tell Job. They're really trying to read God's mind, more or less, and tell him, Job, this is what God's thinking and this is why you're in trouble. And they have no idea. You know, last week we looked at the backstory and we saw... All this taking place between Satan and God. So we kind of have the veil lifted. We know what's going on in, in this instance in particular. But the friends, they're they're clueless. Right. <laughs> but, but finally, words of hope professed by Job in uh, chapter 19, beginning with verse 23. Some of these words might be familiar with our listeners. So I'll just read, uh, beginning with verse 23. Job says, oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that they were inscribed with a, an iron pen and lead, that they were engraved in the rock forever. So something that's lasting. And then here's sort of the famous words of verse 25. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another, how my heart yearns within me. Uh, so in the midst of this suffering, Job has this, Really beautiful confession of faith that he knows his Redeemer lives. Mm -hmm. um, we think of that that picture of Redeemer in the Old Testament, especially the book of, of Ruth. Uh, Boaz is, is her family's Redeemer. So God set up this system that a Redeemer could buy a family back if they're in debt or if there's a death in the family. And he set up that, that, that beautiful system, that, that means by which a family or an individual could be, could be saved from something. Um, even more, though, Job knows he has a redeemer, and we know that we have a redeemer, someone who buys us back, buys us back from our suffering, buys us back from the devil, buys us back from sin. And that redeemer, of course, ultimately is Jesus Christ, uh, the redeemer of the world, the, the one who bought us back with not gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood, his innocent suffering and death. Uh, Jesus is our redeemer. And then Job has this other statement of faith that after his skin's been destroyed in his flesh, he shall see God with his own eyes. Uh, he'll behold him. And really, that's uh, for us, especially now that you know we have both the Old and New Testament, we have Jesus' promises. We know that's fulfilled ultimately when Jesus returns. Uh, that one day, no matter what our bodies are like in this world, no matter what suffering we've gone through, no matter what sores or cancers we've been inflicted with, one day at the resurrection of the dead, Jesus is going to return and we're going to be raised these bodies, glorified bodies, and we will see him with our own eyes. And, and along with Job, we should say, boy, our hearts yearn within us for that day to have perfected bodies and to be able to see our Redeemer finally face to face. So beautiful words here in the middle of the book of Job. Um, there are words, too, that are um, read, for instance, at the gravesite. So when I do a funeral and we go to the gravesite and we have that committal, typically we read Job's words about 
a redeemer who lives and, and resurrection. And then there's that beautiful Easter hymn too, that's based on Job's words. I know that my redeemer lives. And uh, that, that's him just packed with, with hope and with comfort. Um, the verse one is just real quick. It says, I know my redeemer lives. What comfort this sweet sentence gives. He lives, he lives, who once was dead. He lives my ever living head. Uh, again, because Jesus lives, we have a living redeemer, not a dead redeemer. We know that we will live forever too. And uh, what a comfort that is to Job. Uh, what a comfort it is to us too. So next week is pretty exciting. Our, our readings for next week, and again, we invite our listeners to read along with us. We're going to be reading Job 32 through the end of the book, and then we'll get into the book of Psalms a little bit. But what comes next is God finally talks. <laughs> so, so far, God's been silent when it comes to Job. We've heard Job's friends, we've heard Job, but finally God is going to break his silence and be listening for what God's response is as Job and his friends try to figure out the reason for suffering and pain. And, so, and so it's you, a unique way God answers. Yeah, you said Job 32 through Psalm what? Psalm 11. Yeah, Job 11. 32 through Psalm 11. Okay, would you like to lead us in the prayer as we conclude this segment? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, Lord God, we thank you that we have a Redeemer who lives. Uh, the Redeemer who lives, who has conquered death, who's gone to, to prepare a mansion even for us and to bring us safely there. Lord, even in the midst of our suffering and pain, we ask that you would grant us uh, endurance as Job has, uh, that you would grant us that we wouldn't question you, Lord, but instead to, to trust in you. Uh, and when we are frustrated, when we are at the end of our world, Lord, we ask that you would help us to look to your holy word for answers and to come to you in prayer, uh, crying out to you in faith. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Yeah, amen. It's so interesting to see how faithful Job really was through all of that. I look forward to next week's uh, discussion, too. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Gary. We are AMA 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org.